financial burden is a massive thing, but the more I've sort of tuned in and stepped into this space, the more I realize like it's not the be all and end all, you know, it's more around like being happy and feeling good and living life and impacting others and spreading, spreading gifts, spreading messages. And that's what I love about the genius portal. It's the genius Hello and welcome back to the Genius Portal podcast. I'm here today with my brother, Luke Dayton, who most people actually may not know is actually like the backbone here at the Genius Portal. He has been working with us behind the scenes, often silently, for the last two years and has very recently joined us full-time and come to be here at the Genius Portal as his central focus professionally. So I am super excited to see where our conversation takes us today to introduce you to him, to his magic, to his heart, and for you to hear his voice and connect with him because he is often this elusive being (laughs) in our structure. So hey, Luke, do you want to say hi and introduce yourself? Hey everybody, how's it going? Nice to um, yeah, like Ellie said, it's coming out of the, the the depths of the backbone of the Genius Portal and um, step in full time here, and um, I'm really looking forward to getting a bit more involved and being a bit more interactive from a, um, a frontline business point of view. And yeah, it's exciting times. It's obviously a big shift in my life, and um, but we're excited, we're stoked to be here and stoked to help um, continue to grow this business and um, continue sharing the gifts of the Genius Portal with the world. So um, I guess a little bit about myself, um, I've got a young, young little man, Elijah, um, he's seven months old, my partner and I, Lise, uh, we live out, in, live out on a bit of property out in, just outside of Bunbury and um, starting to turn that into like a little micro farm which is pretty cool get a little bit more self-sustainable a little bit more off the grid um, and really just connect back in with nature and um, yeah it's probably fits in really well with my big shift at the moment like getting away from corporate land and coming coming back home to myself and getting in touch with my spiritual side a lot more and getting some routine with my yoga and meditation and it's been really good feeling really feeling really really good um best i've felt in years getting away from that that system i guess yeah it's been really cool witnessing you just sink more and more and more into yourself in this transition um and you know it's really beautiful because it's it's one of those real turning points in life right where at any turning point we can always choose to stress about it or to sink into it and it's been really cool seeing you really sink into it. And it feels like I'm witnessing you in your own liberation of just choosing to actually just be yourself. And I would love to hear, could you tell us a little bit about what your professional, I guess, professional awakening has been like, like you've really woken up to a different way, a new way for yourself and for your family. And I'd love to hear what that's been like for you. In my mind, I kind of see, I kind of think of you being like, my sister does some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to hear, like, how do you go from that to where you are today? Yeah, obviously, um, I guess growing up, you get, it's just systematic in society, I guess, where it is at the moment. You get, like, indoctrined into this. This is the way you go and, you know, Go and get yourself a high-paying job, leverage up your loans, like get used to that stability and that lifestyle and that constant check coming in. I, I heard a really good analogy about it the other day. It was like um, I was talking to someone about it, and they said it's like you're the rat in the cage, and society, government, and the world that we live in, um, which I think everyone can feel is slowly starting to change as more and more people wake up. Um, but it's that. Uh, 
they put that cheese there in front of you, just in front of the cage. They put a little bit of cheese. It might be like, you know, the nice house, the nice car, and that cheese goes into the cage and you, you gobble down that cheese and and then they put a bigger bit of cheese just outside the cage. But they say, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. You can only do this, you can only say that. Um, and then you get this bigger piece of cheese. But if you go outside of those restrictions, then, you know, all the cheese is gone. And as creatures of habit, um, people get used to that stability, they get used to that consistency. And it gets really scary when um, you're forced to make a decision that might potentially losing you know, all that stuff that you've been indoctrined that you need in your life. So that's probably been the biggest shift um, from a professional point of view is just getting away from being that slave to the system. Um, you know, I was 10 years, pretty much 10 years for a corporate company and a mining company and, um, you know, had the, was in all the young leader pathways, um, had the potential to go pretty far in that company if I wanted to, but I just didn't feel true anymore. I just, I lost that interest. It was starting to destroy my soul a lot of night shifts. And um, yeah, just the work, you know, the, the environment up there, it's like noisy, it clashes with all your frequencies. It's the night shifts screw around your body clock so consistently. And um, you know, you walk in the gate and there's people that are just like not enjoying life and it's really hard to keep a positive outlook on yourself. You just sort of got to get to the point where you come in, look after your team, make sure that they're happy. Because if your team's happy, then invariably your life's a hell of a lot easier as a supervisor. Um, and then just, you know, get through your days and then get into your days off. And that's sort of what it was like for the last couple of years. I lost that motivation to push forward into the company because I didn't feel aligned with it. Um, there was a few like values things that the company did that I didn't really feel aligned with at all and um, it just was really starting to zap my soul and my energy and was taking away from other things that I wanted to do and um, this opportunity came up and um, it was just the kick in the bum I needed to really step into something that I'm passionate about and growing this business and working with yourself and working with the team here at the Genius Portal it's exciting it's um you know, it's something that I've really wanted to do. In my head, I planned for another year or two down the line, but I'm really grateful that this situation we're in in the world um, has sort of forced my hand a little bit and helped me make that decision. I can't wait to not look back and never go back into that corporate space again. Yeah, how powerful and so like wonderful to be in this time of catalyst like it is it is intense and there is some some wild things happening in the world at the moment but it is for me at least I'm experiencing it as this call to arms like this call to action like if this is if this isn't the time where you step up and you choose your heart and you go for that and you live for that and you be the beacon for that then when are you going to do it when are you going to yeah exactly yeah. yeah, when are you going to choose yourself if you don't do it now? And that's not to say that it's ever going to be too late if someone's listening to this two, three, four years <laughs> down the track. Um, if now is your time, now's your time. Like, that's amazing. Um, but I feel like there's this real pivotal moment where you wake up to your current reality, where you wake up to your life and it's like the penny drops that there's more available. I remember having that moment for me when I was at university and just being like wow like I really am a slave to this yeah. I really am um and I wanted to not be a slave but if I was going to be a slave I wanted it to be to my own heart I wanted that <laughs> to be what I was serving so do you have a moment like do you have a moment in time that you remember or maybe it was a series of, of moments where you feel like you woke up to your own cage you know you spoke about that cage and the mouse and the cheese is there a moment for you? I think when, you know, I think when we felt pregnant with Elijah and just just wanted to be more present at home and not be, like, the night shifts are so bad for you. Like, I hope there's no one out there doing night shifts. If you are, like, strongly consider trying to get out of that space because um, what it does to your body is, like, just crazy. Um, you know, you, I'm still sort of detoxing from it now. I haven't, it's been, what, 
couple of weeks since I stepped away from my previous role. And um, I'm still having those moments like at 10 o'clock at night where my body's like wide awake thinking, like I'm supposed to be at work, what's going on? Um, I think it was just, yeah, that wanting to be present and not wanting to feel like I had no energy, that I was unzapped. And I wanted to, I wanted to impact the world more too. Like I wanted to help people. I, I love helping people. I love caring, like caring for people and giving out and seeing people grow and developing. And, and I think from a the career pathway, that's where like the supervision to start with like felt really good and felt really aligned with like trying to nurture a team and trying to get that sort of thing happening. But I just realized that at the end of the day, you're just doing the same things over and over again because you have so much turnover with your employees. And, um, people get stagnant and there's only so much you can do, right? With the In the roles that we had, there was only so much growth that you could give to your team and then all of a sudden they would get stale and it would get really difficult to try and further develop them because they're, they're your skilled people. So if they go and leave like your team to go and get some exposure elsewhere, it really impacts on the rest of the team. But, yeah, it's just a real um, interesting dynamic. The more I look back on it, like the way that that corporate land all works, um, you know, I, I just looked at some of the people that were progressing in the company and like just so un, so like unauthentic and so disingenuous. Um, you know, just saying the buzzwords that they don't believe in at all, and I just couldn't bring myself to go down that path. Um, you know, there was a moment where I was just listening to someone speaking and just was just so not true they did, you could tell they didn't believe in what they were saying but they were saying it because they, they thought they had to and and that was what the company was creating and that was the that was the like model employee that they wanted you know just this robot that was just saying all those buzzwords and had no people skills and um didn't didn't believe in what they were saying. You could just see it. And I just didn't want to go down that path. And then someone, one of the people high up in the company said, well, that's what you've got to strive to be like. And I was just like, no, I can't do that. And from then, I think I just started getting more and more involved with the Genius Portal and um, trying to pursue some other passions. And um, yeah, I think I've felt more and more like myself like every day since I've done that. And now that I've fully stepped away, I've just I can't remember feeling so like grounded and assured that everything's going to be fine. And, you know, it's a big change. Um, it's weird not having that constant paycheck, like just knowing it's going to be there all the time. Um, or just having that, you know, that salary and um, that stability, I guess, is a little bit of a different mindset when I was said earlier, it's been, been drilled into your brain that that's what you've got to do for so long. It's, uh, it's really exciting to be, more aligned on what, like on the team and myself and making sure that we're delivering and getting the outcomes and um, it's exciting and I'm really looking forward to it. Wow, there is so much in there that I just want to pick your brain about. <laughs> so many things. I have so many notes here. Um, this could be a long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or it could be a it's fun. It, it, it's like funny because we don't, like as brother and sister, we don't like we obviously work pretty closely together and we see each other all the time, but we don't really sit down and chat like this very often. No. Um, yeah. So we don't really share, we share worldviews and, and that sort of thing, but um, it's not like we, and I guess that was our dynamic for a long time too. Like, you know, I, I was the big brother vibe and you were following sort of the same, like go and get a job and career. And then you stepped out of that and yeah, it's just, it's good to be able to have these conversations. Yeah, it's really beautiful and connecting actually. And I feel like how special that we get to record this and like who will be in a year's time, maybe coming back and listening to it. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear like, what was that like for you? Like as, as my brother and, and what's that been like for you having our relationship as it is, watching me sidestep so drastically from where, I mean, I'm assuming that you thought I was going and then actually coming and being a part of that, like what has that been like for you? Like you mentioned we always had this dynamic of you being like big brother and, I mean, that's still there, but it shifted so much, right? Mm. I'd love to hear your version of events. 
Yeah, I think like at first it was like confusing. I didn't understand it. And I think the more I've understood it and the more that it's become truer and truer for myself as well, the more it's just been like, it's a normal thing, you know, like I remember when you first started and I'm like, oh, she's doing like some spiritual stuff. Like, you know, she's getting in touch with the spirit and she's helping people. And, you know, because it's always been about helping people, right? It's always been about caring and yeah. um, like teaching people how to use their heart and like heart first movement and intuition and um, it was just more the more that I understood that and the more that I saw the benefits of it myself the more I've been better in a better position to explain it you know? like I look back at how I used to explain like if some someone asked me what the genius portal is and what we do and I look at how I explain that now it's just miles different like my explanation now is so much more in depth so much more direct like this is what we do this is who we are whereas before I you know, when you first started, I wouldn't have been hard to say, but, you know, she's doing some spiritual light stuff over in the, over in the sidelines, you know, like, and that's sort of how it was when I first, when you first stepped into it, it was, um, again, it was just that we got driven so much. I, and I guess being in the sporting families too, you know, you have that high performance and it's like that drive and go and do this, go and do that, go and do that. And we both, or you in particular studied your ass off. You know, yeah. um, I think it was just that realization that you'd done all that hard work, and it was that was probably more of a shock for me was that you'd done all that hard work and had really like destroyed yourself, like from a study point of view, to get to that point. And just seeing that shift, it was like it was confusing at first. I've got to admit, like, um, but the more I understood it, the more I've sort of stepped into it and accepted it and supported you. And I think. We always joke about when we were younger, I always said you'd be my greatest investment, you know. Yeah. Like, um, and again, that probably speaks to where my, my mind was back then, you know. I was so, my mind was so like just driven by finance and income and making money. And, um, but I understand it, like, you know, I talk to people now and you, you see financial stress and financial stress is a massive thing, you know. Like, just when you've got family and um, you've got people to provide for and you want to do things, um, you know, that financial stress and that financial burden is a massive thing. But the more I've sort of tuned in and stepped into this space, the more I realise, like, it's not the be-all and end-all, you know. It's more around, like, being happy and feeling good and living life and impacting others and spreading spreading gifts, spreading messages. And that's what I love about the Genius Portal, especially, you know, MYM. Um, you know, we help, we help other people share their gifts with the world and make impact and, in, like, you know, increase the vibrate, vibrancy of the world and get the frequencies better and um, just really try and impact in that way rather than just sucking life out of, the, out of someone or something to make a profit which is what corporate's all about, right? Yeah, and, you know, you spoke about authenticity before and I think it's really true that there are a lot of people who have found a way to profit their inauthenticity, profit Mm -hmm. on it, and who, you know, have become comfortable with that and I think you could probably relate to that quite well. Yeah. Um, But there's something different that happens when you choose your authenticity, right? There's something different that happens even when you get paid from your heart feels completely different. And I remember the first time I realized that the money coming towards me was actually this direct correlation, this direct onflow from the service and the impact that I was having with real people. And, you know, not this illusion of free money that I used to get. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a different journey, hey? The student life versus the the corporate life is very different um, financially. And that was the thing. I quickly didn't like that Centrelink life, you know. Like my gap year made good money as well and then partied way too hard when I went to uni and um, made that decision really quickly to just go and get a job. (laughs) Yeah. But... Yeah, you're, you're so right. It's um, incredible that it was amazing how many people came up, like, and they told you want face to face at work, and they'd be like, "God, I wish I was doing what you were doing." 
know, like takes guts and it's brave and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, we just do it. You know, there's nothing stopping you. You just got to take that step. Mm. Hopefully more people wake up to it. I don't think many will up there. I think a lot of people get stuck in that cage. Um, but it's, it's up to it's up to teams like us and other people around the world is like, you know, one of my choices is showing people the possibility of unconditional life, you know, and that's what we're doing right now. This is this is stepping into an unconditional life where I don't have to make sacrifices. Um, I don't have to miss things out on the weekend. And that's like the biggest thing with shift work is that you, you slowly just lose touch with your friend group, right? Unless they're on shift with you or they're, you know, in that same space, you just slowly lose touch with your friend group because they... They all work that Monday nine to five, majority of them, and they all plan things on the weekends, and then slowly, slowly but surely, you get invited to less and less, and um, that's just what it just creates that isolated feeling of like I'm just going to go to work and then come home and like be by myself. You know what I mean? Um, it's a really shift work and mining, and, and that is a really isolated lifestyle. Mm. What's been the best thing, or maybe there's been a couple of things that have really supported you in this shift, in this decision? Like, as you said, there are other people out there who really do in their heart of hearts want to make a decision like this and maybe don't feel like they have what they need to tip themselves over the edge or, you know, to take that step, take that leap. Um, what's, What's really supported you? What's helped you? in making this decision? I think like supportive friends and family first and foremost. Um, you know, Lisa's been amazing. Um, just been really supportive with the decision and um, understanding that things could potentially be a little bit tighter. But when we did the budgets, it was like amazing how much money we didn't actually need. You know what I mean? Like you, you get in this, you get in this head like how much money you need because you get, again, it's all just like, and having a bit of a marketing background doing some of that for the genius board, you understand that everything in the world is marketing, right? Everything is just positioning you to put you in this space of you need this, you need this, you need this. And look at look at some of the ads you see on TV now. We don't watch a lot of TV anymore, but, um, you know, one of the ads that made me laugh the other week was they bought the flip phone back. <laughs> Didn't know that. Like, they bought this flip phone back so that you can like record yourself for your social medias. And it's like, it's just a game, right? Like the phones were small, then they went big. Now they're bringing the flip phones back. You know, two years from now, everyone will hate flip phones because they'll be breaking again. And But consumerism and people buy it because they want the new thing. They want the flashy toy. They want to be, you know, indoctrined in schools. That's why, that's why kindergarten and pre-kindy and you're in schools from like three years of age now because it's just, it's just programming, You're getting programmed to be in the system, to do what the government says, to follow the rules, to be a part of the herd. And we're seeing that at the moment with what's going on out there in society. Um, you know, people are too scared to think for themselves because it will just break a lot of people mentally. Yeah, and it is it is a breaking, right? It is no, a breaking down of yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, I, don't, I didn't really answer your question, but, um, you know, yeah, friends and family, been super supportive um and i think from a health point of view like the biggest thing from stepping away was that i wasn't getting the like vaccine um, yeah and my health is more important than um an income at the end of the day you know as long as i've got my health and i've got my friends and i've got my family then i'll be fine and i think it's just that realization and again trying to break away from that indoctrined mental image that you need this you need this you need this to be happy um, which is so, so far from the truth. Um, I've been, I haven't been as happy as I am now or as like, I guess, aligned as I am now. I've had, I've been happy, obviously, um, but I haven't been as aligned as I am at the moment with getting back into my routine with like yoga and meditation and doing some work with the chakras and, and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, it's been really rewarding from that space. Yeah, I want to come back to this theme of alignment, but before I, I dive in there, I'd love to backtrack to, you mentioned Elise being such a beautiful support for you in your decision and, you know, speaking about finances and that sort of thing, which I imagine 
you know, for a man in our societal structure, sitting down and having that conversation and, you know, shifting the perspective on how it is that you're going to provide for your family, which is what you're so conditioned for, that would be really vulnerable, right? There's like a level of vulnerability and intimacy there that I think a lot of relationships are maybe lacking um, or even desiring but not quite knowing how to lean into that vulnerability or lean into that conversation. I'd love to hear like what came up for you in terms of that vulnerability and, and what that conversation was like with you and Elise and I feel like, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure, I trust you will, that similarly to the way that you mentioned it was confusing for you when I stepped away from university and from all of that study and that space, I think there was a, a fair amount of confusion within Elise with what it is that we do at the Genius Portal and what it is that you might want to do in that space or, you know, it's just such a, such a leap, it's so different. I'd love to hear, yeah, what you feel called to share about that. Yeah, I think it was um, it was a lot easier because we were very aligned in our thinking when it came to the vaccine and the mandates and, and that as well. So it was sort of like a natural progression. Um, we've, already, yeah. we've, we've been talking, like, you know, in my mind, it was a year or two down the track that I wanted to step in full time in the Genius Portal. We had a plan to... Yeah, you know, utilize some leave entitlements, long service leave, maternity leave, those sorts of things before I stepped away. Um, so we always had this plan. So I think it's been it's been just an adjustment period about like spending and habits and like what we need to buy, what we can, what we are affording to buy, what we want to prioritize. You know, we can't just go off on a whim and go, yeah, let's go have coffee every day of the week, or let's go and do this, or let's go out for tea. It's been that's probably been the biggest adjustment is that um, gone away from that stable position of like the salary based life and having a salary and all of that. Where um, so that's probably been the biggest adjustment um, and probably the biggest piece around for at least to get her head around um from a financial point of view and like a lot of that i just dealt with in the past and now we've like been sat down and done the budget and i'm a lot more like both involved in that now so which is cool it's good for release as well um but i think she's always knew that i didn't really want to be up at work forever um, i've spoken about that pretty openly since we met um so it's been it wasn't that like massive discussion. It was more like we were both in alignment with what we thought in regards to the vaccine. And we knew at some point that would be mean that potentially I'd have to step away from that and step into something else. Uh, and it was natural fit to step straight into the genius portal, which is where I wanted to be anyway. So, um, and we obviously brought Elise into the genius portal too, doing a little bit there, here and there in the, um, in the base camp channels, which has been really cool as well, getting her to see a lot more of the business and understand similar to where I was like when you first started, I guess, just getting in touch and getting in to understand what, what it is we do and why we do what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was just a conversation. Yeah. I wasn't this like massive three, four hour in depth, like breakdown of who we are, what we want to do. It was just a you know, really supportive conversation of, okay, if that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. Um, you know, I, I think, I think it was probably as simple as when I started, um, looking into the possibilities and studying more. And I, I saw it coming a long, long time ago, this whole like, mandated vaccination stuff. And, um, so I was starting to research and, and see what the possibilities were. And I think it when we made the decision i think i literally just walked into the living room and said if you know if this is the path we go like i'm probably going to lose i have to step away from worse i was just like yep no i understand that and that was about as that was about as like in depth as it got for that little that decision i'm just like yep cool we're both on board let's do it wow that's really beautiful to hear of that true union of values and you know it goes to show how 
almost effortless. Like it's not without fear. It's not without vulnerability. It's not without leaning into something that is uncomfortable, right? It's definitely not without uncomfortability. But when you have your values and you know what you're aligned with, certain things in life become non-discretionary. Yeah. And it's just like, well, this is my value, so I don't do that. You know, it's like if you have a value of <laughs> kindness, you're not going to get out in the world and just be an asshole. Like you're just yeah. not because it's not with your values. So I would love to hear it's it's been a little bit of the elephant in the room with the mention of the vaccine a couple of times. But also one of the first things that you mentioned at the start of our conversation today was your value of, of nature and your joy for creating this micro farm and, you know, where you're at with that now. So I'd love to hear what you feel called to share in regards to, yeah, your value of nature and how that has made the decision for you with the vaccine as easy as it has been, um, or not if it wasn't, but I think it was pretty easy for you. Um, yeah, speak to me about this value. Speak to me about your nature. Yeah, I think it's just, um, again, like the more I wake up to this indoctrined society and everything that's pushed upon us and this world that's this illusion of the world that's created and this illusion of freedom really um you know you're not and that's the biggest thing with this whole mandate vaccine you're not free if you have to give up something to get something that's not freedom you know that's that's coercion that's conformity that's you know and some of the biggest the biggest atrocious like things that we look back on now in society were brought about by conforming, like people not taking a stance, people not stepping up, people not saying no. Um, and I, I really didn't want to be a part of that. Um, when I spoke to people about this work, I was like, you know, you can see a segregation coming up in society. There's going to be a clear segregation of people, and people are like, no, nah, no, nah, I won't get to that. That was like four or five months ago. And look at where we are now. Um, look at some of the restrictions that just came out in WA yesterday. You know, like, got to wear a face mask in a, in a taxi in public transport. Like, it's just, that's not free. That's not freedom. That's not a society that I want to be a part of. And I didn't want to be... Um, it made the decision easier because I was like, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to conform in something I don't believe in just for the sake of keeping a job or keeping keeping a freedom like i'm still going to go and do what i want to do um like try and stop me like you know what i mean so um but getting back to your initial talk on nature i, I think it's just really true for me it comes back to wanting to help out like we want to set this farm up so that we can one be self-sustainable for ourselves but also help other people out that might not have the opportunity to be able to have five acres and be able to grow their own food and um, it's going to take a little while for us to get to that stage where we've got good production coming. But, um, you know, you guys, yourself and Claire are moving in this week as well. And we wanted to make sure that we can provide food if, you know, it all goes super pear-shaped in the world. Um, we want to be able to survive and support ourselves and, and live and um, have that freedom to not be, not have to go back into that world um, and be self-sustainable and, and give help others that aren't in a position to do so. Uh, I've always been, I think I've always been probably over-giving. Um, but at the same time, you've got to be able to help people that are in the same, making the same decisions as you, that are, you, you know, helping your tribe out that might not, they might have something to offer. And I think we're going to get back to a stage in our communities at least where there's going to be a lot of like exchange of trade. Um, I, I can see it like in the next, three, four years, getting back to a place where it's like, I'll trade you some fruit and veg for some meat and yeah. you know, just really get into that community vibe and, or I'll come do some boilermaker work for you or I'll fix your car if you can come and do my lighting or some help us hook up a wind turbine or whatever it might be. Um, I just want to be in a position to support that. Um, and it's just so much quieter, I think. You don't realise, and it was the same at Worsley when I went back, you just don't realise how jarring the noise is mm. of how much, like, you know, tech and TVs and, you know, 4G, 5G, it's all just 
incorrect frequencies for your body. And if you don't detox from that, and if you don't have a space to be able to just go and stand out on the grass and with bare feet and just really ground yourself and meditate in a quiet space, it's, it's amazing how different the lifestyle is, is when you step away from that city environment. You know, I see a lot of the moment of like these smart cities are just, you know, glorified prisons. Yeah. And, you know, be monitoring your facial recognition, knowing exactly where you go, seeing how much you spend. All of this is like, it's super scary of like the way the world's going. It's all being programmed and preconditioned with, like, through Hollywood, through um, through TV advertising. It's all there to make it what make you want it or make you think that it's cool and it's exciting and it's okay when it comes. And then it's too late. It's too late. That's what I've been saying to people now around these like vaccinations. No point trying to stop it when they're coming for your kids and they want to vaccinate your kids because you've already accepted it. You've conformed. You've taken it yourself. Like they're not going to stop with you just because you say no now. That's too late. So mm. then they answered. Did they answer your question? Yeah, we are down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we've gone off on a tangent, but that's, that's cool. okay. That's what these conversations are for, hey. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Like I obviously don't have children um, yet. I hope to, and it's been really amazing actually since you guys had Eli like really feeling this whole other part of my heart just being blown open by him just mm. existing. Yeah. Um, and it makes me like, I've always, always had this, this fight in my heart of, you know, what do I want to, what do I want to be for my kids? Like, what do I, what legacy do I want to have here? How do I want them to remember me? Like I remember being at med school and, and being like, what interested me in entrepreneurialism and, and being able to diversify income streams and that sort of thing, it wasn't about money. It was because I wanted to be able to be home with my kids. It was because I wanted to be able to connect with the people that I love. And I think the the painful thing that's happening in society right now, you know, you can believe different things, you can have different values, and that's all, you know, well and good. We can have disagreements, but to be promoting segregation and disconnection to me, that's really scary. And that's, yeah, that's the pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like, yeah, just the, the ease in which it's happening, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's multiple conversations going on around dinner tables and that, that most people, yeah, and there's extremes on both sides, right? There's always extremes. There's always extremists. There's always people with extremist views, extremist behaviors. I think majority of people will say, ah, oh, you know, it's not really right what's going on. But then also at the same time, they're having that conversation in their mind, they're going better them than me, you know? Um, and, by, and by doing that, um, by doing that you conform to it and you accept it and you become a part of it um but yeah really interesting times that we that we're living in isn't that the truth so my my battery and my um microphone looper that i'm using because i broke my podcasting microphone last <laughs> week because i sat on it not the, best um, thing. not the best thing for a microphone. Not ideal, no. no I totally no. bent the the bit that the cord plugs into because it's useless. No. I have to get a new yeah. one. <laughs> um, hilarious. But I'm going to change the batteries, but I can, I'll can still be able to hear you while I do that. Yeah. Um, I would love to flip the conversation on its head a little bit. Mm. And I'd love to hear you speak to what an unconditional life is means to you you used that terminology before and I just loved it like as soon as you said those words I felt my heart open and yeah I'd love for you to sink our audience into that vision like what what does it mean to live an unconditional life and what advice would you give to support somebody choosing that for themselves 
Yeah, cool. Um, it's going to mean a little bit different for each person, I think. It's going to be slightly different because everyone's going to have their own values, everyone's going to have their own behaviours, their own attitudes, and everyone's going to see some things as unconditional um, slightly differently. But for me, it just means not having to sacrifice to get enjoyment, um, not having to miss out on my kids growing up, miss out on the little moments, the first, all the first with Elijah, um, not missing out on things and, and not just with Elijah and also seeing Elisa's reaction to those firsts as well and, and not having to be relied on capturing that on video, actually experiencing that firsthand, um, being here, watching him take his first steps, all of those sorts of things without having to sacrifice um, like from a work point of view uh, or from a life point of view, uh, not having to sacrifice health, not having to do night shifts, not having to, you know, be putting yourself into like soul-sucking environments to have those experiences or um, and not being in a position to miss out, not being willing to... not being willing to like sacrifice those moments to just earn an income because that's what you get told that you have to do. Um, so I, I really want to really want to help people in that space and in making those decisions. It's not easy. Um, it's, it's, it's a big shift to take that first step, but it gets easier and easier. Like I love the analogy. The first step's always the hardest um, because it mm-hmm. has felt like momentum. Like once I made that decision, you know, like I made that decision that I was stepping away a couple of months ago, you know, that I was going to be moving away. I stood fast. I got a lot of pressure at work to change that decision. Um, you know, they talk about not manipulating or coercing you into into a decision, and like that's what was happening. It was just propaganda everywhere. It was, you sure you're going to do this, man? It's a massive call. Like, you sure you're alright? You know, the amount of people that have asked my friends at work that if I'm alright or if I'm having a mental breakdown, like, and they're like, no, he's probably the best he's been in years. You know. It's just yeah. people don't, people are like, like I said, they're just indoctrined to think in that certain way that people that do step out of the system or do step away and blaze their own path are like crazy or having a breakdown or just weirdos, you know? Like that's that's where society is like viewed as, that's what, that's what conditioned to view it as. Um, so yeah, I think if anyone's in the same boat and really wants to step away, just take that first step. You know, it doesn't have to be as drastic as mine. You don't have to step away completely. Just take a little step, and which look, I've been doing slowly but surely for the last year or two as well. Um, so it hasn't been a wasn't like a overnight sensation sort of thing. It's been a slowly like, yes, this is the right thing for me. Tune into it. Yes, this is what I want to do. Yes, 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 and that conscious creation and affirmation and um, putting that thoughts out into the universe and just really setting in with it and getting used to it and getting used to the feeling and getting more comfortable with it and then all of a sudden here it was and sure I had my moments of doubt I had my moments where I was super stressed out um, more due to the unknowns of how the separation was going to happen but at the end of the day you take that first step and then it slowly just build momentum and it's like it's almost as if you're on like a seesaw, right? And that first step is, first step's really uphill. Next step's like the seesaw slowly starts to tip a little bit. And then you get to that moment where you find that equilibrium and it's like nice, you're walking on the straight straight ground, flat ground, and all of a sudden that seesaw tips again and you're just like one step, one step, one step. All of a sudden you're in a full blown sprint and you're just moving forward. So um, that's sort of the feeling that I've got now, um, feeling that, that momentum, that um alignment with myself and that spirituality and all of the things that i think were as as beings designed to do um just coming home to that and now i think i'm really on that downhill sprint and just following my heart and really just stepping into it so yeah that would be just take the first step whatever that step might be it might be you know designing a free giveaway for something that you're really passionate about or it might just be like naming something that you want to do writing it down on a piece of paper saying it out loud every day doing your choices doing your visions um get a get a vision board vision map get some goals and just start chipping away at them because if you don't start you're never going to get there so that would be my advice to those wanting to jump onto the unconditional life train 
Yeah, I love that. And we teach a whole segment on momentum and creating momentum from your heart in Grounded in Greatness, actually. So I love that you've just kept <laughs> mentioning that. Um, and just really what's beautiful is just seeing the alignment of our teachings and what it is that we share at the Genius Portal in your life and how natural that has been. And I have one more question that's just popped into my mind in regards to, you know, you mentioned tuning in and I feel like this could be my own judgment here, but I feel like it'd be really cool for our listeners who will resonate with a more like masculine description of that for lack of a better word I don't really love the the terminologies <laughs> of masculine and feminine but I'm just going to roll with it because it's, it's what I've got um right now but yeah I'd love to hear like what that tuning in process is like for you and what you know, what spirituality looks like for you. Cause I don't think on the outside looking in, people would look at you and be like, Oh, Luke, top three words, spiritual. <laughs> right? Definitely. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in a couple of years, like as this transition and transformation continues. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been funny having those conversations at work too, and talking about what we do here at the Guinness portal and how I like, you know, love helping people and giving, giving to others and, I think most people would have understood that from the coaching and the, the volunteering of the bicycle clubs and, and those sorts of things, but um, not from a spiritual sense. Um, yeah, so that, those conversations were really funny and it's been it's given me a great insight into other people at work too because a lot of people would then all of a sudden, oh yeah, like I, I support Christianity or I like, you know, I'm, um, I'm religious in this space and, and I would have never picked that either, you know, and I would have never had that opportunity to have those conversations if I wasn't being my true self. Um, yeah. So I guess that's just that amazing, the way the universe just shows you that the more you're in alignment and the more you're authentic, the more better connections and relationships you're going to create. Um, so I think back to your original question in regards to tuning in, um, for me it's just about, it's really just grounding in that in that thought. Um spending some time with it uh, and it's a work in progress for me right so i'm sure my method and my thoughts on it are probably gonna morph and transform a little over the next couple of years um it's already you know in the last six months it's probably transformed more than it has in the past 29 years of my life yeah because um, i'm still you know i'm still breaking that system i'm still breaking that mold of myself that was you know be sensible you know be respectful love was your all great values but probably to the point where i didn't show emotion i didn't i was really internalized i i do i critical think a lot so i will like watch crowds and i'll sit in the room and i'll assess people and watch how they react and like i'll always constantly be thinking i always have eye contact with the speaker and a lot of times i don't show emotion in my face so it's really in that corporate world it um, surprises a lot of people because they think that I'm zoned out, but like I can pretty much like will be able to reword what they've delivered straight back to them after the meeting or whatever, um, because I am in that zone of critical thinking. And it's similar with, similar with tuning in for me at the moment, it's just really stepping into that space and really assessing the details and seeing what comes. Um, I'm doing a lot of work with frequencies at the moment and Tesla resonation and Schumann frequencies and trying to really tune my body to remove all the jarring frequencies that I've been involved in for so long, um, especially up at work and in society with so much, you know, I love tech, right? Like, yeah. So <laughs> um, for me being, finding a way to detox from that and um, switch things off of the walls, um, not sit in front of the TV, not just leave the TV running in the background um, and really like create it, have more plants in the house, have more, um, have more connection with nature, with the garden, the horses, um, animals that we want to bring into the farm and just really feel those frequencies and that energy. Um, and yeah, so tuning, tuning in, I keep, um, keep going down a rabbit hole on a tangent, but, um, 
yeah, tuning in for me is just really sitting in with that space, just getting, finding a quiet space, um, really trying to picture what I'm wanting, what I'm doing in the mind's eye, just interpreting what comes. Um, for me, you know, just really trying to feel the vibration in my body, um, yeah. whether that's through meditation, whether that's just, you know, just seeing the little different shapes, the different little bits of like, you know, I call it fairy dust in my mind because it's just like those little bits of dust that you see floating about in space that form that form pictures in your head. Um, so just interpreting those and seeing what comes from that and then really just, okay, cool, this is the decision. I, I think one of, my, one of my gifts is that when I'm in the right space, I just have like an ease of clarity. Um, and I think that's, what I can, what I bring to the genius portal is that I see it and we do it and it's like, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Um, and just that positive direction and that point of point of travel really. Um, and being able to be able to weave my way through the weaves of time, I guess, and just pluck out the right thing for what we need at this point in time. And, um, and just following that and knowing that's true and um, really stepping into that. So. It's amazing as you're speaking, what keeps popping into my mind is our slogan for extrasensory, which is that you're not crazy, you're connected. Yeah. And what I'm getting from what you're sharing is, you know, tuning in, it's just connecting. It's just connecting yeah. to a frequency. And yeah. I totally describe you as a like time traveler, 100%. 100% is how I would describe you. Um, and yeah i in every other conversation with the team that i've had so far i've begun by asking you know what's your genius like if we're the genius portal if this is a portal for you to be yourself what is your genius and it seems fitting that you know with you being the backbone of us i'm going to ask you that question at the end <laughs> <Do it backwards>. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us about your genius um, I, I think we just touched on it like that. Yeah. Just go, going through, weaving through, like there's a lot of noise, right? The world, there's a lot of noise in the world, whether it is, whether it's like good noise, bad noise, indifferent noise. Um, it's being able to sort of wade through that noise and make a decision and, and run with it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to being more in this space and bringing that fully. I think there's been times over the last year or so where I've been in this in the GP space part-time um and i think that that gift or that genius has been part-time as well um mm. so i'm really looking forward to now that i've fully stepped into this space that, that feeling that genius fully you know erupt and really evolve and um having those moments of clarity and just making it seem easy for everyone and i think that's the biggest thing with the genius portal is we all see in our team visions, we all see this ease at which everything flows and which all, you know, our, the content is created, the, the courses flow, the impact we have on other, on our clients, on our community is just easeful. Um, so I'm really excited to try and to start bringing that um, through through whatever it may be, sessions with our, with our teachers and our team team members, um, sessions we started to do this week happening, like little just, just some clarity marketing sessions with some of our clients, which has been really cool. I've really enjoyed connecting with people and helping them and just giving them some ideas on how they can grow and how they can share their gifts with the world. Um, and that's been really fun, really exciting. So um, for me, I, yeah, definitely just that. My gift is just bringing that clarity and that ease to the team, um, that direction that, yes, this is what we're doing. Let's go and do it. Uh, and not being afraid, like, Something I've struggled with all my life is the fear of like not getting it right or failure. Um, mm. And you get, you get again, you get driven that way in school, but, and through corporate land, it's like you make a mistake, you get fired, or you, you make a mistake, you get a black mark, or you get performance managed, or whatever it is. Whereas I know growing up playing sport, I wouldn't have got to the level I got with basketball if I didn't make mistakes, if I didn't try things and I didn't learn. Um, it's the same here with the genius portal. I think that's what I'm really excited about is like removing that fear, that unconscious fear of, um, you know, thinking in my head what's going to happen if I fail. Whereas like that hasn't even 
that outcome hasn't even happened yet. It's more it's more likely to happen because you're giving it thought, you're giving it power, you're manifesting it almost. So, um, yeah, just being comfortable in that space of let's have a crack at this. If this feels right, we'll get it right eventually. Um, it's not going to be perfect straight away, but we're not going to ever be able to evolve and change it if we don't start now. Again, just putting one foot in front of the other and just swinging that momentum until it becomes easeful. The imagination is an incredible thing, hey? And yeah. um, one of my mentors, William Wackler, for anyone who wants to explore him, um, he always says, you know, there's an amazing thing about vulnerability is that your mind can't tell the difference between what's imagined and what's real. So if you give yourself permission to acknowledge that it's real that you're afraid and that it's real that it could go wrong, like suddenly you don't have to waste the energy on fearing it. And I feel like, yeah, that's a beautiful piece to finish on. And it's, yeah, it feels really beautiful to be having this conversation with you and connecting with you in this way. And I was a little bit nervous, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not super, I wouldn't say that interviewing people is my skill. Actually, I'd say I'm more skilled at being interviewed. Um, <laughs> And I was like, oh, I don't know where we're going to go, but it's been really, really fun. And I actually feel really excited to have more conversations in the future. And and I feel like to really know you, like to really actually know who you are. And it's interesting. I have this vision of getting a Range Rover. It's like a, a, like a goal of mine, uh, which initially was so random when it came to me, but it's one of those things where I'm just leaning in and the other day after I ran one of our events on the weekend and then I went on Instagram and there was this contest of like win a Range Rover. (laughs) This is so me. Right. And it was, there was a question in it and to enter, you had to say, what do you like, who do you in 25 words or less, who would you go on a road trip with and why? And I sat with my heart and I dropped in, I tuned in and connected to the frequency and the fairy dust in my mind and the words (laughs) of Luke Dayton. And it was beautiful. Like what I got actually was you. I was like, ah, I'd go for a road trip with my brother because I feel like I'd get to know who he is and not who my idea of him is or what, you know, the hats and the masks that he's worn has presented to me about who he is. And when you, you know, when you travel, like you really meet people. Yeah. When you spend that intimate time together, you really, you really get to know their heart and their soul and their character. And I feel like, you know, whether I win a Range Rover or not, I will get one one day. <laughs> one day. One day, soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's that's our journey now. Like in our relationship, I feel like I'm really learning who you are, and it's it's a real honor. It's really beautiful, and it makes me realize you know i wouldn't say that we've ever been like estranged as siblings like we've always been connected but it just goes to show that there's there's always more there's always a deepening there's always yeah more just more intimacy available um yeah and just thanks for being here no i appreciate it i really enjoyed it i was similar to you i was a bit nervous about coming on but it's been really easy it's been fun it's been it's been good to talk and, like I say, take a couple of the layers off that I've um, probably had up. I think portraying an image that I thought I had to portray for so long, um, I'm excited to drop those and just get more in touch with myself and let other people see, you know, the real me from, from here on out. So, it's, yeah, exciting. I have the cheekiest grin on my face. It's the best. <laughs> Um, do you have any final words for our listeners, any final words for anyone who wants to connect with you or come connect with the genius portal? Um, yeah. How can people come connect with you? Oh, I think, I think, um, this next year is going to be really big for the genius portal and for the team and for the impact we're going to have on community. So, um, I think if you're going to get in, get in now, come, come hang out with the team. Um, follow the team on socials. Um, I don't do a lot of social media stuff. I actually stepped away as part of sort of 
you know, that reliance on um, socials uh, for gratification. Or, uh, yeah, got to think on that a little bit more. But um, but feel free to reach out to any of us. Um, you know, find me on find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook if you want to connect and talk more about anything I talked about today. Always happy to help and have a chat. And, but yeah, get involved with the team. It's a great team. We do a lot of good things. Um, it's really rewarding work. It's really really powerful work and I think it's only going to take off even more so next year so get involved have some fun meet some great people uh, and yeah take those first steps to an unconditional life hell yeah I love it thank you so so much for your time for being here for your heart for your vulnerability and I will pop a link below for those who want to come and connect with you. I'll pop that in the show notes so they can, that people can find you, stalk you in the ways that you're stalkable. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I look forward to having you just blossom into who you are. I love you so much. Love you too.